This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Next on Plains FM, we have Movie Talk, a program for all things cinema-esque, for the discerning film and video junkie. Talk. Today we'll be looking at Liam Neeson driving a truck through northern Canada in The Ice Road and a delightful French film on present-day confusion about sexual identity in Miss. We also have news on the Show Me Shorts Film Festival. Says you had experience on the ice road. Yep. Use the mechanic? One of the best. Sweet Jesus. Give me 50 bucks. One of my drivers just became available. What's it for? Bail. What? Told you this wasn't going to be easy. In the ice road, after a remote mine collapses in far northern Canada, a truck driver, played by Liam Neeson, must lead an impossible rescue mission over frozen water in order to save the trapped miners. Ian Cumming has been off to the Silky Otter Cinemas at Wigram to see this technically well-produced film. Ian, there's so much going on in this action movie. What did you think of The Ice Road? What I thought of before I went to see it, I was prepared for the worst, frankly. Yeah, there's a lot of the reviews, didn't Oh, negative reviews and this sort of thing. And I thought, this film's on, no no pun intended, this film's likely to be on thin ice. Well, (laughs) as it turned out, it was. But what you do is you, you suspend belief and basically go for the ride sit back yeah. and enjoy it. And no, it's be, certainly an intense ride. <laughs> oh, intense indeed. Yeah, edge of the seat stuff, really. Mm. Yeah. Um, I just made a note here. I think we mentioned it in the uh, when we were actually watching the film, but this might be a bit of a raw film for people on the West Coast because these are about 36 oh, the, miners that are trapped yeah. underneath. And uh, Will they live or will they not? And, yes. and that's the guts of the story, yeah. I suppose. Uh, and Yeah, in this one, they, they, they've been down the mine, something um, breaks down in there and these fellas are trapped down there in this mine. And um, then it seems these fellas are asked to drive over in these gigantic trucks yeah. Um, and they've got these um, machines with them. Um, gosh, what are they called? <laughs> find your notes, you'll find it there. They've got the machines with them, yeah. Oh, yeah, which they need to... It's, oh, the wellheads. The wellheads, yeah. that's what yeah. they need to take. So yeah, they can... uh, and uh, these things can pump high-pressure air or water, but uh, they could sort of push high, uh, with a high-pressure system air down into that mine to help save these people until they dig them out but Of course, again. what they have to do, these three trucks, and they've got three wells, have to go across this um, road, the ice road, which has been closed for the summer, well, I guess for the summer, so it's a bit dodgy. Yeah, and there are sort of uh, these sort of odd ro- road uh, paths across them, which they follow, and this is supposed to help get them across, drive across this ice. But nevertheless, it just doesn't work. And this is where this film is so amazing. It does these things with these gigantic trucks, including getting, say, one of them goes and sinks into the water with all the people in it. I mean, you know, how do you get do that they'd get it out again you know this is amazing well you see these 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 um vehicles have amazing hydraulics 
and very thick chains and things. So if you put them in the right place and you press the right button, it will haul that um, that um, trailer, I suppose you could call them. The, I mean, the truck is the front front unit, and the, yeah. the back is you know twice as long as a as a bus. Um, incredibly heavy. Anyway, so but the director is a chap called Jonathan Henschel, and this is his first film. He's he's written some stuff. He wrote this one as well, but he he wrote Die Hard and he wrote Armageddon. So he really knows how to to write a script which is um, which can put you on 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 the edge of your seat. Yeah, yeah. Which his direction, in fact, does. Yeah. There's some extraordinary sequences in there. Oh, I mean, I, I'm, I'm yeah. normally just relaxing there, but um, I didn't quite bite my fingernails. I thought, gee whiz, how the hell? Uh, yeah. Mm, yeah, yeah. It's, it's such an amazing stuff, this. As, as I, I mean, I, there, the film is a bit difficult in other ways. Um, the plot, de- character development. I don't know. That just doesn't always happen. Half the time, there's always several people about, and I didn't even know exactly who they no, were. No, but what we've got is... Why are they going there? Well, <laughs> yeah, but why is... The, uh, there are some corporate baddies, skullduggers, skullduggers. Yeah. Um, yeah, and we never quite work out why they want to do what they're trying to do, but we mustn't give too much away in the plot. But um, <laughs> um, the film reminds me in, in, in quite a few ways of... Um, of the um, uh, oh, the French film Wages of Fear, oh, yes. where a truck f- laden with um, very sensitive dynamite has to be taken on very tricky roads. And in fact, um, William Friedkin did a, re- a re- remake of it called Sorcerer. And that. it's edge of the street, but this is the same sort of thing. I mean, I think this director's seen these films, and <laughs> how can we translate this on a on an ice road where um, it could crack up at any time and swallow you all? Yeah, yeah. So uh, Liam Neeson, he's remar- he's made you know he's made one hundred and forty films. Yeah, it's amazing how mm. many films. I mean, they're not all major feature films, but there's all sorts of. There's even some. Television well, we go right back to Schindler's. But that is still a huge amount. I just. It is. Well, you go right back to Schindler's List and Michael Robbins, yep. Uh, yep. Michael Collins, I should say, Rob Roy. Yeah. But then somewhere along the line, he um, decided to become a, have a bit more, um, if you like. Action movies, so he's done the Taken, Taken One, Taken Two. Yeah, that's two. where. Yeah, yeah. There's a few. That's a Taken was his daughter, and he has to go to. That's right. Par- Par- so, oh, she was kidnapped mm. in Paris or something. He has to go there and find her and get her back. And then he's made one or two other ones with kids, uh, that sort of thing. Yeah, and, and more recently he was in The Marksman. Hmm. Yeah, and <laughs> even more. Then also something totally different from his action movies was uh, the most recent one I saw was Made in Italy. That's where he plays his father. Oh, he's, he's an English guy um, who's got uh, owns or lived in a house which he uh, owns oh, the father or inherited. And son. Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, in in Italy, in a beautiful, beautiful countryside, and he and his son go back there for some reason, and of course the son wants to take it over. Yeah, yeah, and uh, which is not typical Liam Neeson stuff these no, days because anyway, he's hard action. Usually. Well, well, this is uh, he's in his, he's in his elements here, and he's t- totally believable, even if some of the plot is is not quite so. And then we got Lawrence Fishburne as the only other actor that I've ever heard of. Um, the, um, the 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 man of the actor of color, you know, he's a black American, Lawrence Fishburne. He's been uh-huh, around for uh-huh, yonks, uh-huh. and he's he's worked with the best, you know, Scorsese at, at the set. But um, so he's one of the other ones driving the truck. But there's some amazing <laughs> fight sequences. I remember there was a fight sequence in one of the films we saw fairly recently, and I can't remember the name of the film. Within the last two or three weeks, and there's mm. a fight sequence in this that just goes and goes and goes towards the climax of the film. So 
Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I, I was surprised how much I was fascinated and intrigued. You know, it's really sort of edge of the seat stuff, as you said, <laughs> and um, it's well worth seeing. Unfortunately, I think it's just about reaching its end now. So um, is it? Yeah. Well, so well, I think bit... with the James Bond film starting next week, it's oh. taking over most of the. Oh, well, I think they will still find <laughs> so some. So you've screen... got to be careful. You know, I, you can I catch think... it as soon as you can. <laughs> what, yeah. Well. So there you go. Have a go at it and yeah. enjoy. Yeah. Okay, well, thank you very much for that, Ian. That was Ian Cumming with his views on the ice road. And I'm Hans Petrovic on Movie Talk on Plains FM 96.9. With me now is Peter Tonks and Anna Lee of the Alice Cinemas in Tewham Street which will be screening the seven-day Show Me Shorts Film Festival beginning tomorrow. Peter, this Show Me Shorts Festival has been going on for quite a few years now, but can you tell us what it consists of? Yeah, well, it's um, short films from all around the world, uh, a lot of Kiwi ones, a lot of local film, some local filmmakers coming, but there's just a great selection of recently made films in the last year or two from all around the world that come yeah. together in this festival. Yeah, and quite a few from Australia too. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And and uh, well you've got it for seven nights. Yes. And uh, and I think each day has got a sort of a, a, a show, I don't know how many, but half a dozen or so I suppose. Yes. <laughs> and, yeah, there's, um, there's, there's, um, and, and they follow one theme. Yes, like yes. one night about the second or third night you've got all Australian films. I yes. Think, and this sort I'll of go thing. through them if you like. Oh, there's, yeah. the, there's the opening nights, there's sort of a special bunch of films that some of them that they're going to have online and a, a few a few of the ones from some of the screenings but then there's six different screenings and one of them is um Fano friendly which is obviously for the for the kids and, mm-hmm. and adults as well oh, yeah. there'll be a bit more animation and that sort of stuff um love and chaos is one of the other ones which is sort of just about human connection and um Sort of, you know, stories are live or you know things that aren't working yeah. out. So the, I, I assume with docu- uh, short films, uh, they're usually documentaries. Are these all? Well, my, I haven't read them all to be honest. But the, from the last ones I went to, because I went to the almost all of them last year, and they were great. Yeah. There's just such a wide selection. So when you go along, you might get a doco, you might get a drama, you'll get a ah. comedy, you'll get some animation. You pretty much most times get a bit of everything with each screening, <laughs> yeah. which is great. Uh, okay, yeah. And, the, the, the third one is the Australian Focus, as you mentioned, so one's from Australia. Crossed Wires is uh, an, another one, which is just misunderstandings or, you know, misconnections. And then Identity Crisis, which is obviously a big topic these days. So, and I, I guess, I think, I would imagine they, they get all these films in that, you know, get sent to the film festival and they sort of pick, the pick out all the best ones. Yeah. And then they go, well, we've got to come up with a little title for you yeah. know, each. So and they've it, sort of put them yeah. together into a... Nice little package. Yeah. And of course, the Show Me Shorts people each year have their own uh, contest of locally New Zealand made films. Yes. And, uh, and of course, they'd all be here now, too. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and yeah, there's a, I think there's a, we don't, we don't have it here, but there's, I think up in Auckland they have a, like the, the Best Film of the Year award and all that sort oh, of that stuff. Oh, that goes on up there, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I uh, think this year was also quite a bumper year for content because of the lockdowns. People, especially now, can just make a film with their mobile phone, for example. So, how do you do that? Ah, uh, well, you turn it on. <laughs> uh, this, you know, you, depending on your phone, you can have different applications that um, shoot video. You can probably edit it on the phone yourself if you were um, pretty nimble. But um, you know, it's a lot easier these days. There's even feature films now that have been shot on mobile phones. 
um, not edited on mobile phones, but um, yeah, so I think they had a lot to choose from. And amazing, there's, there's yeah. even quite a few music videos this year as well, which is good to see all the different forms mm-hmm. a short film mm-hmm. can take. Yeah, that's absolutely amazing, yeah. It's um, so, um, it, it, I think it's on most evenings, usually around eight or six o'clock or eight o'clock yes. or something yeah. like that. Yeah, we've got, I think. Some nights we've got two screenings, some nights only ah, the one, uh-huh. and there's a, yeah, there'll be a six one and an eight o'clock one. We have some local filmmakers coming to some of them. Ah, yeah, one that, by local you mean sort of around uh, Christ Yeah, Christ. Christchurch people, yeah, yeah, and they may may do a quick talk if they're keen, I suppose. We'll get them up to mm-hmm. answer questions if they're up for it. Um, one's a lady named Celia Jaspers, I think she did a film called Milk, or... Yep, she was the director of that. Um, one of the music videos, um, Harley Unclear, one of their films is playing, and one of the one one of the members or one of the directors is coming for that. I'm not too certain which. Um, and yeah, there's, there's there's on the opening night there'll be probably a few people that can answer, you know, ask questions and come up with some reason Yeah, and there's they're... actually drinks on the opening night in between. So there's two different sessions at 6 and at 8.30. <laughs> and then in between there's a drinks reception that anyone with a ticket can go to. And actually because the 6 o'clock session sold out, we've put on a parallel screening in the other cinema because Alice has two screens. Yeah. So there's actually in total three screenings on opening night. Oh, I see. Two around oh, 6 o'clock how, and oh, one at 8.30. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. It, um, I mean, I, I don't know. It's uh, last year. It uh, it was hit by the um, COVID. Uh, yeah, we didn't thing, do pretty really badly, but uh, uh, we didn't do too bad though. There was, a, didn't you? The oh, audience yeah. was actually reasonably good. Like there was a couple of sellouts, and there was um, there's good audiences, and they they loved it. Wow. Yeah. Oh, so you do get sellouts for this? Yeah, we we mm. we did last yeah. year. I think we got about two. Yeah, I think it was about two nights. Normally, the opening night does really well, yep, and the, yep, sam- yep, yep, the sample is quite yep. a quite a good one. Which you know, sort of, they go with the more modern stuff, and is a good sample of the whole of all the various all the, kind, yeah, kinds yeah. of films that uh, overall are in this. Exactly, and I think festival. they use some of the, the mm. pick of the festival in that. But there's always, I mean, they've designed it well, so there's always a there's always a film that the audience will love in each each you know screening, and then there's yeah. a couple that might be and you know good information and. There's a couple that that maybe aren't so good, and there's a couple of real real winners. You know, you sort of you get a good variety, and you get different age. You know, older filmmakers, younger filmmakers, students, the whole lot. But I think with short films, the best thing is, you know, if you don't like one after five minutes, another one is coming along. Yes, so yes. if you're trapped in a feature and you hate it, you've got an hour and a half to oh, wait. That's <laughs> unlikely to happen anyway. <laughs> of course, of course. But it's also great kind of school holiday timing and having the fun friendly section that you know is designed for younger kids. Uh, I think, you know, that should be popular and, um, yeah, looking good. Okay, well, that's... uh, Okay, so that starts this week, Thursday. That's tomorrow night. Tomorrow night, yeah. And, um, and, uh, yeah, with uh, with two screenings, would you say, six and... Yeah, six six and eight. I think there's... And and we've got one of the screenings playing in two theatres, so there's actually three screenings, but it's, yeah, it's pretty much... Yeah. I must also mention that... um, the new Silky Otter Cinema yes. that's out Wigram Way. They've they're showing one uh, film uh, that's that sample of all the different kinds. That'll be the sampler. That, that, that's yep. screening. Yep. They're showing the sampler there on Sunday, October the seventeenth. So that's still. Um, so if you miss our one, yeah, good yep. luck to that one. No, that's after your <laughs> yes. show finishes here. They'll yep. be showing one of them out there a few days later, oh, cool. and uh, so somebody can catch it out that way. Yeah, I think yep. Christchurch the, is the first location for Show Me Shorts this year. So they'll be following up in um, Wellington, Auckland, and then regionally. But we're we're the first location for the new because, oh. of, because of COVID, yeah. So that's yeah. that's exciting. Yeah, 
Also, there's a few world premieres of some of the films, no doubt the the local local films. But so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I'm pretty sure you should do well this uh, year too. Okay. Well, um, thank you, Peter, and thank you, Anna, for being here. Thank okay. you. Good. Thanks very much. That was Peter Tonks with news on the Show Me Shorts Film Festival, which starts at the Alice Cinemas tomorrow. I'd like to thank the sponsor of the show, the Harcourt's Grenadier Accommodation Centre, which is now located at 98 Moorhouse Avenue. If you're looking for a place to live, check out the Harcourt's Accommodation Centre website, www.assetmanagers.co.nz. That address again, www.assetmanagers.co.nz. Tu n'es pas une vraie femme et tu ne le seras jamais. Ouais, mais je pensais que tu serais un peu fière de moi. Mais je suis fière de toi, je suis fière de toi. Mais de toi au naturel. Tu lâches rien. The French production Miss is a rather delightful film with a message about a 24-year-old man who, in order to establish his gender identity, decides to take part in the Miss France beauty pageant. Carolyn Brown's been off to the Lumiere cinemas to see this multi-level movie. Carolyn, I've never seen a film before that presents the transgender issue in such an enjoyable way. What did you think of Miss? Um, I really liked it, and I don't think it's just transgender, because he's not actually transgender, he's just androgynous. Um, so he's just exploring his female side, oh, yeah. okay. which is mm. different to being transgender. Ah, thank you for explaining that to me. <laughs> That's yes. all right, yeah, sorry. Right. <laughs> I, just wanted, I didn't want any phone calls coming <laughs> coming in saying, no, it wasn't. Um, but no, it is, it, it's a really life-affirming film in many ways. I mean, yes, it's quite sad, um, some of the things that he has to go through and mm. stuff in the, in the, um, the transvestite Lulu, the cross-dresser, her life. But... Uh, but it's just positive as well. She just, yeah, it's, uh, and she's just stunning. He's just stunning. Sorry, Alexander. Oh, yes. Alex. Yes, I mean, what amazes me about this bloke is uh, you were telling me he's uh, actually, who plays the main role. Alexandra, um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, what's his name? Alexandra Wetter. Wetter, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, um, yeah, that he actually, he has does some acting, but mainly he, he's a model. Yes, he, um, I read an interview that he gave about this film and he said that there was lots of challenges for this film and one of them was learning how to act um, because he only had bit parts in other films oh, and in this he holds it. And boy, he's a natural talent. He definitely holds the screen and there's nothing um, fake about his acting, like he's not. Yeah, yeah he's he's in the moment, and it's. Just, but but yeah. I gather as a model, yes. he pl- he um, gets photos taken of himself as a or he when he's up and walking up. He and models down, male and, and, and female and a, fashion. Yeah, both fashions. Yeah, yeah, yeah he can do the female ones yeah. as well. Yeah, <laughs> and get away with it, including female mm. underwear. <laughs> Lingerie. Oh. <laughs> anyway, so the story is that yeah, he's he's an orphan and he's um, found his home amongst a whole lot of other misfits in society. Living yeah, that's in this yeah, that was a good bunch. House. Yeah, yeah. They, they share sort of an apartment, half a dozen of them. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. there are some transgender types there. There's. Um, there's coloured pe- yeah. people, all sorts of things, yeah. you know, and uh, they, they, they all get on extremely well. Odd-looking bunch, but they get on really well They together. are, and it's all <laughs> held together by Yolanda, who, who's um, Isabel Nanty, who's a well-known French actress, and she's just delightful in the film as well. And and also um, the guy who plays Lola, who's the, the cross-dresser or the um, transvestite, Thibault de 
Matelet I can't pronounce it. My French is terrible. Sorry, but he is awesome as Lulu. I thought, mm-hmm. yeah. No, it's just it's just a lovely, lovely film. Yeah. So anyway, so we see him. Uh, he gets together with. Uh, if we first see him uh, the, uh, as a, a boy, nine year old boy at school, yes. and they're asking all the kids in class, "What do they intend to do when they grow up?" And one other boy says he intends to be a good champion boxer or something. And um, Alex, he says that he would like to be Miss France. And, <laughs> and people laugh at him. So it's yeah. following your dreams. And, and <laughs> yeah, Alex himself, he quotes, or Alexandra, he quotes that the what he learnt from the film was, um, there is no need to classify things just to meet yourself. Do not be afraid to be yourself. It is where you are going to be strong. Well, but yeah, by what I've learned from this is that the character in the film is actually very similar to to the actor. Um, yes, he does say that parts of his life were used in the film, yeah. uh, well, stories from his life, but the actual background and stuff isn't. But um, what, is what amazes me about him is that he is actually quite beautiful. In oh, he's a feminine stunning. Way. I mean, <laughs> that mouth and that smile. Yeah. That is a woman's lovely smile. Yeah, and I mean, that's. You know, you don't see blokes with smiles like that. No, and, no. Um, and that is the thing with. It's, um, it's uncanny. I actually thought after a while, I actually think this. Is this is a woman pretending to be ah. a man at the start of the film and then playing herself later on. No, no. she's just being in touch with the feminine side. And that's the thing about being androgynous. It's neither neither or or there. Um, yep. So it's whoever you want to be. And, and that's one of the strengths of the film. And, um, and also I have to mention that the Miss France is actually a beauty competition. It's been around for a very long time time it's different to Miss World and it's definitely more commercialised Um, and the film has a lot to say about beauty because it's quite a feminist film in many ways it's got a lot to say about the beauty industry and um, just how it works and everything and the the clothing I I found that the clothing uh, was very much like The Handmaid's Tale and that the women who were in charge of things they were in the teal blue and the contestants were placed in red a lot. I see. Oh, I didn't notice that. <laughs> but I can't find anyone else confirming that for me um, but it's something that I re- it was really noticeable I thought it was very mm. noticeable. Now, the film's lovely to look at I mean you've got all these other <clears throat> girls competing in, for the, in this pageant mm. and um, of course they're all good looking. Of course. <laughs> they're all amazing leg- long legs and all of them. Well, that's the thing, the absurdity about this film. So beauty, Miss France, you have to be over 1.7 metres tall. So apparently you're not not beautiful if you're short, which I think is not very nice. No, it's not fair for all. As a short woman, I was <laughs> Oh, so they wouldn't let you in? No, they wouldn't let me in. <laughs> not that I would. Anyway, um, yeah, so it is, a, yeah, it, it does point out the, and also the way that um, transgen, uh, transsexuals, uh, treat, transvestites are treated and society as well. Yeah, well, this is a major point of this film. I mean, I've seen other films about these sort of issues, transvestite people or the transgender people. All these, they've had films on these the last few years. Yeah, Kinky Boots would be a good one. And and, uh, so, you know, I mean, this is... uh, But of those kind, I find this is the best of the lot. Yeah, better sort than of, kinky boots. I, yeah, I feel sort of... I don't identify with the film exactly, but I feel, you know, I, I just can't Were you help getting in like, touch with your feminine or, side, Hans, throughout the film? Well, well no, 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 but I just have to watch it because I almost want to kiss this bloke. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, yeah.
<laughs> anyway, it's well worth seeing. It is, absolutely. Okay, thank you. Thanks. That was Carolyn Brown with her views on Miss. And I'm Hans Petrovic inviting you to listen to Movie Talk again on Plains FM 96.9 at midday next Wednesday. This program will also be repeated at midday on Saturday. And you can listen to podcasts of earlier episodes on the Plains FM website. That's plainsfm.org.nz.